now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, hop along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Bye. Well... Southern California, welcome to another fun it's edition of Rod Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to tonight's show. We've got a great show lined up for us. This first live broadcast of 2023 of Rod Reel Radio. Hey, welcome everyone. We hope you had a very, very happy holidays. And the new year is treating you right. And thank you for taking this Sunday night to listen to us here at Ron Real Radio. We're going to make it worth your while. Let me tell you what we got set up for you tonight. Chad Gerlich, owner-operator of Hookup Baits, is going to be with us. He's going to tell us about some of the new baits he is coming out with for 2023. Also, some of the techniques that he's using for catching trout. You're going to want to hear about his trip up to Pyramid Lake because he is going up there and he's catching those trophy trout up there at Pyramid Lake, uh, right there at the Nevada border. And we'll talk about, hey, let's uh, go out in our bays and catch uh, sand bass and calicos and stuff like that because obviously rockfish season is closed until April 1st. And then if we get a chance, he's also been out freshwater fishing for bass and using hookup baits there so we got a lot to talk about with chad gerlich in the first hour of the show and then at six o'clock man we have from the uh, uh from the travel adventure fishing alliance we've got steve yatami with us and steve since we last talked to him has literally been traveling the world and what he specializes in is teaching indigenous people how to become self-sustaining through fishing. So instead of them going on out and raking in the fish in their areas, how they can go about and really knowledgeably fish those areas and keep the populations up so that they can actually go out and hand on to the generations after them the fishing that they are experiencing now. It's a great thing that Steve does, and we'll have him on at 6 o'clock. So, but before we get to that, man, let's, let me introduce to you the co-host of Ron Real Radio. They're back for 2023. This individual is the voice of 1-800-BASS-BOAT, pretty darn good fresh and saltwater fisherman in his own right. It's Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, welcome back, and Happy New Year to you. Well, happy New Year, everybody. You know, it's been a while. I've been on the road. I, I have put enough miles on since Thanksgiving to drive all the way across America and back. 
So I've been in Texas twice. And for I was there for the deep freeze. You know, I got there just in time to have the temperature drop at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, about 45, I mean, about 65 degrees, 64 degrees. By 7 o'clock, it, it turned to 24 degrees. And and at 7 o'clock in the morning, it was 12 degrees with uh, 20 knots winds and a, a chill factor of minus 8. And it stayed that way for over through Christmas for about five days, which in a motorhome, that's a really great experience, i got to tell you. <laughs> especially, I look forward to that every time I go. Stan, especially when you're not used to having to run out and turn out off everything that has water going through it outside the, uh, the insulation of the vehicle. Well, you know, you tr- I tried to plan that because it you know, wasn't something that I've, I've been involved with, <laughs> I mean, deer hunting, yeah, but you're in a tent camp or something, and you're, you know, if it gets cold, you're out of your cold gear, and you're you're ready for it, but this one's, you know, Christmas, take the motor home to Texas with the kids, and and uh, you get there, and you had to go through a deep freeze for five days, <laughs> it was pretty fun, The there's a hose that goes to your dump, or, or your fresh, I mean, your, uh, your gray water, which is shower or sink, and the uh, or and if you have your sewage, but I shut that off and get ready. But I'd never thought about making draining the water out of that. So I had about a five and a half foot solid piece of ice in the in the in the sink water hose that was going out that froze. So you had to wait for that to thaw out before you could do anything in your motorhome. So well, stay- a learning experience. You bet. Hey, let's get to our other co-host because I don't know. Knowing her, she still might be celebrating New Year's Eve. She is the national sales manager for Iserline, represents many other fine products in the fishing industry. She is not only an expert fisherman, but hunter, too. Let me introduce to you our own Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm calling live from my Uber <laughs> in Manhattan Beach, and we're hitting I don't know where, but we're having a good time, and uh, I'm with my lady anglers. Well, that girl. Nothing like a bunch of fishermen getting together and talking about fishing. You're talking about fishing tonight because you've got you're with a big group of uh, fishermen, aren't you? I think she is. Absolutely I, absolutely, I am. I'm actually with Jeff, the owner of the Apollo, and uh, we're having a great time. We're uh, reminiscing about uh, what's going on in the fishing industry, but we're also talking fishing politics. Wow. Ah. You, know, you know, guys, before we get on to the show, uh, I, it isn't I just realized, but I came to the realization that Going on into 2023, it makes the 25th year that Ron Real Radio have been on the airways. And Stan and Wendy, you've been with the show just about since the beginning, haven't you? Well, absolutely. But before that, we were with Fish Talk Radio with um, Big Tuna Bill way Captain before Rock. then, and then and then with Captain Ron with Fish Talk Radio. Yeah, I got asked. I think it, it was '95. Um, that I was brought on to Fish Talk Radio with Captain Ron Baker and I. We started that, and a couple of years into it, I we were talking. You know, we got to get a, the ladies' side into to the fishing, and uh, and I met Wendy. 
were you were working for at what lake there, Wendy? Irvine Lake. And I did. We did a thing down in Irvine, and uh, met Wendy. And I told Captain Ron, I go, "That's the lady we need to get involved for the ladies' side of fishing." And and that was was that ninety eight that you came in there when ninety eight or ninety nine is as long as we've been doing this. Wow! Wow! You know, uh, a lot of people uh, may not realize, but. Uh, Bill Giesland, Big Tuna Bill, who uh, started uh, Ron Real Radio and, and took on Eddie McHugh with him, actually started in radio, and at least as far as I know, he was on uh, Let's Talk Hookup with, uh, at that time, uh, Pete Gray and, and Marty. And he was the screen caller uh, for them. And he helped produce the show and traveled around a lot with him. And then there became an opportunity for uh, uh, Bill to uh, do his own radio show, and and uh, space became, I think, available at uh, was it uh, guys? Did start off was it uh, AM seven sixty or was it uh, six hundred? I don't recall which which station the, it was. The first shows we did were at AM seven sixty out of San Diego. Right, and yeah. I. Re- he had pulled me out, asked me if I could help, and I said, you know, if you need help, I've never turned down somebody who needed help in the industry. So we did a couple of shows, and then he had another another guy that he was going to do the show with, and that didn't work so well. So next thing you know, he goes, all right, come back in, and and I slid back in with Bill and, uh, and grabbed Wendy and said, we're doing radio again, and off we went. Wendy, uh, did, we, uh, did Rod Real Radio have to get – a uh, uh, child release form in order to bring you on because man, we're talking about way back. <coughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny because I'm like hidden fifty eight. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, perpetually young. <laughs> you know, Stan. Going going back to those early days. Do you have any memory of any of those first interviews that just really seemed to be groundbreaking and said, you know, this is what I want to do because Ron Real Radio was a little bit different animal than some of the other radio shows. Yeah, well, Fish Talk Radio was when we first started that, you know, there were there were just, we were taking phone calls a lot. And, and the problem with the phone calls is you get anybody that wants to hear their voice on the air, you know, could call and, and you know, ask a, a stupid question and take you complete offline from what you were talking about on the air. And so we decided, you know what, let's don't do that. Let's call people we want to talk to and change the, the, the dynamic of the show. Well, we had guys on that, that made a difference in things that they said. You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you one was Rich Tauber. And... Uh, <laughs> interviewing rich tauber and we took a phone call from a young guy that says you know i want to be a a pro like you guys and what do what do you suggest what you can you give me any wisdom and rich goes you know first how old are you he goes like 17 he goes finish school go to college and get a degree and learn how to survive in business before you start into the bass fishing we got enough stupid bass fishermen out here already. <laughs> Get a degree. <laughs> I remember that. It was hilarious because you have to walk the walk before you can talk the talk. And yep. being able to walk the walk 
was a huge um, advantage. Yep. When it came to winning tournaments that could walk the walk and talk the talk. Because the guys that were winning tournaments that couldn't talk the talk were not able to do and promote what they should have been able to do, but they were able to win tournaments. So be able to walk the walk and talk the talk was totally key. Yep. You know, that was a big thing. They had guys that, that could fish, but they couldn't speak, and they didn't represent the product well. So that was the thing. And even Rich Tauber had to be trained how to do that. He, he was lucky with a group of people that were in the industry said, here, here's how you go about promotion for yourself and the and your sponsors and and it took him down the path where he learned and he's helped a ton of different guys over the years with that so you know it's been it's been a fun ride to be involved with our industry uh, for as long as i've been involved i'm just blessed you know work with the well you know uh, stan i think i think we all are and i think the real beauty of rod real radio is that uh we can go out into the fishing community anywhere in the country. We're just not bringing sponsors aboard, talking about their products that sponsor the show. But if we find there's an interesting thing happening on the East Coast or down in Mexico or up in Alaska or in Canada, if there's a product coming along that we think our listening audience would be interested in, uh, we bring them aboard. Like tonight, we've got... Steve Yatami on, and, you know, Steve would love to be an advertiser on the radio show, but he's got stories about traveling to some of the most remote places in the world and fishing that I think, I don't think there's a person listening to this broadcast wouldn't like to put himself in that place and be there. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Steve was the guy that started the Amazon fishing, you know, for the peacock bass and that. He was the the guy that took Larry Dahlberg all over the world to fish in places that nobody fished before. But Steve Yatomi, one, has been uh, uh, the groundbreaker for a lot of the stuff that now is very, very popular. But he was the guy that started all of it. You know, and, you know, it's been a wonderful opportunity for us because in doing so, we've been able to bring people to the Southern California area to tell their stories that I don't I don't think you'd ever be able to. I remember guys and you remember one year we were at the US Open and Stan, you and, and Big Tuna Bill that you were set up in one of the booths over at uh, uh, one of the hotels we were at and we had all the names of the industry lined up to be on the show. We could only give them about five minutes. We had Gary Yamamoto and Roland Martin and Forrest Wood, and we had a lot of the pros on there. And we were able to bring these people on to Southern California Radio. Uh, and I don't think there there's any other show of its type here that would ever even begin to be able to do that. So... That is the gift that I think that we have. That's Rod and Real Radio, and the cool part is I get to fish. I get to fish against them in the U.S. Open, which is way fun in the first place. That is just a, the best part of our game. You know, be able to be involved with every aspect of our own sport and uh, know the people that we're fishing against and around and with, and the industry people that are part of that. From the rods, the reels, the line, like at Wendy's. I mean. All of us have been in the industry for a long time, and it's it's been a great ride. It's a ton of fun. 
Yeah, and that's why every night I thank uh, uh, Big Tuna Bill Giesland oh. and Eddie McCune because the two of those, uh, they were basically the rock that uh, started uh, the show and kept us going. And, uh, man, uh, what better teachers can you have when it comes to doing on-air uh, activities like Big Tuna Bill, or what better experience do you have, at least on the saltwater side, than Eddie McCune? What a, what a great start. Getting Eddie on there was a hoot, man. We used to get him to start talking, and then he'd get in on a subject, and he would just roll. And it was just sit back and listen and learn. He, he was great fun. Hey, guys, we're going to go to commercial right now. But coming up next, our first guest for 2023 will be Chad Gerlich from Hookup Bait. So stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality self-plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than 2.5 million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success of the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto custom baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto custom bait. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Since being established in 2015, CCA has achieved great success for the entire sport fishing industry in the fight for our right to fish here in California. 2021 brought us plenty of success, but every year brings new battles, and we need your help. One of the best ways to help support CCA Cal is to join us and become a member, because strength is certainly in our numbers. Become a member today by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year, and that is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the fishing boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart. Did you know that when you donate blood, you're not only helping others, you're also helping yourself? Donating blood lowers the risk of heart attacks in men by more than 70%, lowers the risk of developing cancer, and helps you maintain a healthy liver. So donate blood to help someone else and to help yourself. If you can't donate, 
you can still make a difference with the financial gift. It's the best way to give back. Hook, line, and sinker. And for more information and to make a financial donation or an appointment, visit sandiegobloodbank.org. That's the sandiegobloodbank.org. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Ron Real Radio on the first show of uh, 2023. And uh, we are trying to get a hold of our first guest right now, and it, 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 we are having some difficulty connecting with him. Stan, I got to tell you, <clears throat> we've seen a lot of uh, news stories about people wanting to leave California, I guess especially Southern California, and move to Texas. And I guess you found out. That maybe fishing-wise, for a certain uh, time of the year, it's worth it. But Texas sometimes isn't all that it's cracked up to be. I'll tell you, I like visiting Texas. The, my daughter and three grandsons are there in, on uh, Canyon Lake in between San Antonio and Austin. And I've met some people there. I've, taken, uh, I've been fishing with uh, one of the best guys in the tournament industry there. He's also a guide. And if I ever get a chance to get a boat over there, it would be fun to fish against those guys, too, because we are we fish so differently in the West with all of the different tricks that we have. Again, you get back there, and if you watch Major League Fishing, basically they throw four things. It's a square bill, uh, a, a square bill crankbait, a, chat, a chatterbait, uh, a jig for pitching at the weeds and and a buzz bait or a spinner bait you know that's that's basically everything they got on their deck but they'll the there is the drop shot and uh, and uh, there's other things that they put into the mix but they fish so differently because it's mostly a shallow water and in, in, well not all of them but there's a lot of shallow water with a lot of stumps and whatever else back there so their style of fishing in ours off, off the west coast is dramatically different and but it's a ton of fun except for when it freezes like that you can have that weather <laughs> Well, you know, uh, not only that, uh, I have to say, though, that with what Texas done, has done with regards to their Lunker program has really been, uh, uh, you know, really kind of innovative and has helped that fishery considerably. Oh, big time. Um, they've done a, you know, an enhancement for big fish in, in that Florida strain bass and a lot of lakes, and it's really it's really taken off in a lot of them because, I mean, that's we had the big bass cornered for California between Casitas and Castaic and San Diego Lakes. You know, that was the place where you're going to catch the world record. Um, they've changed that now to other areas of the, the country that have put that Florida strain in. From, actually, from Hodges, that was where the bigger fish came from. Uh, that was the original stocking program. But... Uh, they have done some pretty amazing things in some of these other impoundments, especially in Texas, where now that's not uncommon to see those double-digit fish and that, you know, the teens. So 
uh, it's they've done a good job of expanding the horizon on that big fish uh, for throughout several lakes in Texas. It's one of those things where the, the you never know when you're when you get back there. Um, their their tournaments circuits they they have right now. I mean, most of them are there's a hundred boats or 150 boats, which is really good. We don't have that. Um, and much out here unless you get into uh, the bigger open tournaments where you'll have 200 boats or or more the US Open and the Juan Bass Open at Clear Lake and and Havasu and the and the River Lakes but the only other one Wild West Circuit out here is another one that provides you know the, that kind of entertainment for the fishermen where you would get 150 boats or more makes it worth a while to go by the way cuz you you can finish in the top 20 and pay for your tournament that way which is, for a while we've not been able to get that kind of uh, participation so it's been good still there John oh did we lose John Wendy are you still there not sure. I'm still here. I hear you. No, nah, because I know you've been involved with the industry for a long time also. You know, you're the Iser line rep. You've got a lot of guys that, that fish both saltwater and freshwater for you for, for Iser line. You know, it's been quite a while. I started working in 2000, so I think I'm like 23 years with Iser line. And yes, we have a lot of people that fish Iserline, and, you know, the only reason why I rep Iserline, I was sponsored because I used to fish bass tournaments and was sponsored by Triton Boats and Owner Hooks and Daiwa. The only reason why I started fishing, uh, fishing Iserline was because I couldn't find a line that wasn't brittle in cold water, and... Uh, Next thing you knew, I, you know, I might have been Rich Iannolo. I don't even know who it was, but they gave me Iserline, and I started fishing it, and I loved it, and it was the best line I have ever fished. And next thing you knew, now I'm the national sales manager for Iserline, and I've been in the industry for, you know, for a long time. So, well, I think it was Rich, and his his fishing partner was Jesus, and. And they were anglers of the year in that system down there, like Diamond Valley area. Oh, yeah, Lake Paris. Oh, man, those guys were awesome. But that was – and they were both saltwater fishermen, and that's where their their introduction to Iserline came in from from the saltwater side. But they just – when they started downsizing it and using the different – instead of just the one – style of line Iserline came up with and you helped actually you've done a great job at opening the doors for the other styles of line that uh Iserline has to offer especially in the freshwater absolutely and you know if it weren't for rich Iannolo uh you know he he had a huge hand in it because he was um the uh one of the winners of the um tournaments in uh lake mead yep. the uh you know he was one of one of the anglers that made a huge difference and it was because of Iserline. and so since then you know he was able to promote Iserline. and it was it's been amazing i mean we had dean rojas as one of our um pro staffers and without dean we would have not been on the map and you know dean's been 
you know, there's a lot of controversy amongst the bass fishermen regarding Dean, but as far as Isoline's concerned, he was a great fisherman for us, and when he won the Toho back-to-back tournaments with Iserline, it was amazing because he grabbed the line, not the fish, and lift the fish. He grabbed the line, and it showed how strong the line was. And so if it weren't for Dean, and we love you, Dean, um, I don't know. We probably wouldn't have been on the map. Well, you know, that goes to show you <laughs> there's a, a lot of the industry has changed over the years, but, it, you know, we've had to actually tell people what to do and what to throw and where to go. Um, the, all the old guys, we're the ones that came up with, you know, what we had to do to change and what we needed to, u- to use to make the sport grow and go. <laughs> Excuse me, and, and it was a, a learning experience for us, but now you can go to the Internet and you can find kinds of things that you can pick up you have to go learn yourself you everybody else hey Stan yeah a lot of people don't understand and don't realize who was the first person that or the first company that brought braided line to fishing and who's the company that changed the way you fish today because of braided line you You know know? yeah there's well there's only there's only a couple that were involved with it way back when. Um, Conrad Crawland with uh, with the gosh the Spectra line that he had in, and and Russ Eiser with their Spectra that that they brought in, and the two introduced that. And at first, we we're trying to Russ Eiser back in the seventies and the eighties was the one who brought braided line Spectra hundred percent Spectra line to fishing. Because of Russ Iser and his forethought on how to fish, um, he's the one who changed the way rods and reels are built today because our 100% spectra line is how fish people fish today. It's one-third the diameter of monofilament, and you can get more capacity on your reel there's no longer uh, um, putting your reel in the water and, and sacrificing your reel because we have the capacity of braided line. Not only that is that you can feel every single bump, every single pedal, uh, pebble, every, every single rock that you feel because of braided line and that's all because of russ eiser he's the one who innovated spectra line and changed the way we fish today andy do you have any story on how steve was inspired or what the genesis of the spectra line was that he came up with this idea because it was uh, it it isn't something that was you know used unless he wanted to find something that was like Dacron, but had different properties. Well, that was a Way deal. Back. Yeah, go, go on, ahead, Andy. Sam. I was going to say that Dacron was, you know, the first braided line, and and it, it, it they used it on the reels because they didn't have monofilament to start with. Um, <clears throat> but once they got that, the Dacron was, you know, used for rockfish fishing or whatever else because it didn't have stretch and you when you start the older rods were all fiberglass and they had a lot more flexibility 
trying to set the hook deep. There was all kinds of things that came into play with, you know, that first Dacron braided line because it didn't stretch. Um, once they they found the component to make Spectra fiber line, which had way more durability and less stretch and wasn't affected by the water uh, over a long period of time. It didn't get, you know, uh, the microbes that got involved with Dacron. You couldn't dry your line. You had to take it all off, dry it, and put it back on. All kinds of things happened to that because the water didn't stick or stay on your spectra. That really changed the the dynamic of the sport, but we didn't. It took us a while to figure out what to do with spectra. Um, so, so way back when, when Russ um, was testing line, he came out with Kevlar line. Kevlar line was a really good line, but when it came to um, ultraviolet light, sun, the ocean, and uh, ultraviolet rays, <laughs> it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it deteriorated. So yep. Russ came out with the stuff called Spectra, 100%, 100% Spectra line, which is what kite fishermen used. And he brought it into the fishing world. And um, to make a long story short, Iser line was the one who came out with spider wire. Spider wire was great, great line, but he found this kite string that was better than any other line that he came out with and um today in you know 2023 we are still using 100 percent spectra line and that's all because of russ Iser. he's the one who changed the way we fish today bass fishermen have no idea and don't realize that it was russ Iser from southern california who changed the way we fish today whether it's freshwater or saltwater and it's 100% Spectra fibers from wow, DuPont, a, and that's what we came up with, and that's what we still have today. What a great legacy, and especially uh, uh, you uh, represent Eisenline, obviously, Wendy, and not only that, but with the great lines that they have. That's why I think... Uh, Obviously, Iser has grown in the fishing community, not on the saltwater side, but now especially in the freshwater side. I know here at the shop, uh, it's incredible how many people now come in and ask for Iser line when they're spooling up their reels. Uh, and that's a credit to Russ Iser and the job that you do there at Iser line. Thank you, John. And, and it's amazing because, you know, for me, being a female in a predominantly male industry, for me, it was huge for me to be able to back a company that I believed in, especially starting out in the bass fishing world and being sponsored in bass fishing. Um, Iserline was was it for me. I mean, that's, that's how I made my living. That's an amazing product that I stand 100% behind. And now I'm the national sales manager for a company that i believe in and it's amazing yippee hey well guys let's take a break right now uh it is obvious uh we were unable to make the connection with chad gerlick from hookup baits and so we will schedule uh chad on for a later time what we will do though is after we come back with from this commercial break steve yatami will join us a little bit earlier i gotta tell you 
you want to sit back, get your favorite beverage, and get ready to have a great time because Steve has a story for you that I think you will not soon forget. So Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after this commercial break. Hi, this is Jim Trelikas. Whether you're an avid angler or custom rod builder like me, you need to team up with the leading innovator in rod building related products, Batson Enterprises. From rain shadow rod blanks, engineered by anglers for anglers, to quality rod components supplied by Alps and Forecast, Batson Enterprises will enhance the quality of your fishing and rod building experience. Batson Enterprises for many years has excelled in incorporating rod building technologies and techniques into every product sold. Owner Bill Batson has assembled one of the finest group of in-house professionals to assist you with your every rod building question or need. So take it from me, Jim Trelikas. When my customer's expectation is for me to build them the finest fishing rod their money can buy, I turn to Batson Enterprises for the best rod components my money can buy. Hi. This is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that will help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensAndCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble, Greg, or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? 
then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419, or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Run Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes. Now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey, we want to welcome everyone back to Rod Real Radio here on AM540 Radio Zion. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. So is Wendy Toshihara. <clears throat> and guys, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the exciting things about uh, doing live radio. One of the unexciting things is when you, you can't get a hold of the guest that you had scheduled and you got to fill in. But luckily, with the experience that Stan Vandenberg and Wendy Toshihara have, they can keep on talking about fishing stuff, and it is always interesting. So, guys, thank you very much for filling in. It's our job. <laughs> yeah, good job, Wendy. Hey, guys, let's get to our next guest. We gave him a call, asked him if he'd come on a little bit early, because I know he is never at a loss for words. I've been trying to get this guest on since the middle of the summer, and he's been traveling the world, but he... Uh, uh, texted me from the middle of the jungle, I think it was in November, It says, hey, I'll be back on January 8th, and so we um, asked him to come with us, and he is with us now from <clears throat> Adventure Travel Alliance, it's Mr. Steve Yatami. Steve, welcome to Ron Real Radio. How are you doing, guys? Doing well, Steve-O, how you been? Doing good. Hey, Steve, you know, you know, I have, you know, sometimes I find it hard to put a label on just exactly what it is you're doing. So can you explain to us just in detail what it is that you're going out and trying to accomplish with the uh, um, Adventure Traveling Alliance? Uh, what we're trying to accomplish is, 
we make alliances with villages or communities to where it could benefit them the best. Um, you know, a lot of these so-called deals aren't quite so good. I can go back to a couple of these land deals and fire water and the whole deal. It, it happens oh. all over still. And, you know, you can make a deal with one person or you can make the deal with the community. So, you know, I try and get it up on the up and up and make sure that everybody that can benefit will benefit out of, out of this project. You know, and, that's, you know as long as they have a fishery, you know, it's going to succeed. Let's go back and start with... Steve, first off, is one of the guys that started fishing in the remote places, and he was the guy that started taking people there when nobody else was. I mean, up the Amazon and the places up in Africa and the Nile River and whatever else. But Steve, and he set up situations for Larry Dahlberg and his TV show, fishing all these different places for the fish that he did. But that's Steve Yatomi dealing with all these different countries and the people that that he had to deal with and i think you know the when you start dealing with going up the amazon and these different tribes of people that live up there still that are you know the natives to the jungle you've had a an experience that very very few people other than missionaries get a chance to to deal with these indigenous people in all these different areas but is that how it started um, yeah, you know, it's quite rewarding. And, you know, I look at it like I'm in a position to make a difference, make a difference in our fishing world and just to do it the right way. I mean, it means a lot. I mean, we have outfitters changing the names of rivers now, you know, for their benefit. Um, you know, it's a, that's not a good thing to do. So, you know, we try our best, and we look at all the the natural resources the area has, and we try and develop that and take the pressure off the water. Um, and we've been successful in Guyana and pretty successful in Brazil, too. So, Explain for what you do in, in, in Guyana, where you were there fishing the black bass. Is that how that began? Yeah, the arapaimas, we catch arapaimas there, the largest scaled fish in the world. And we get them to, to about 500 pounds. The largest documented is 112 inches by a 54-inch girth. So we catch all these on artificials and, and have developed that area nicely uh, to where we are taking pressure off the the river, you know, and you, you would think, okay, well, you know, this is kind of like an ancient community or an older community, and they don't have any refrigeration, but you they do have some things, but not all. It's like the way they preserve fish is salt, salt their fish. And yes, it lasts quite a long time, but, you know, if, if they had, uh, let's say, cans, they could make 
Candera Pima. Um, they could, you know, um, preserve other vegetables, find vegetables that grow a certain time of year, um, and just kind of rearrange their their living schedule. And that's what we try and do is, you know, take what we've learned here in a little more and then go to an uh, area that hasn't been developed for exchange for fishing rights. And at the same time, we pay them, you know, whatever their normal salary is and provide jobs and stuff like that. You know, so so norm, normally it comes out pretty good. Yeah, Stan, go. So, you know, what What Steve's been doing, you know, for the years and years and years is taking, you know, various people up to fish for fish that nobody could fish for before. They He'd identify, hey, they make big, they got big ones up here, let's go. And go. you can go with one of Steve's tours. And, and he started the big thing for the peacock bass up in the, you know, the, the rivers in Brazil and different areas that, and, and had to deal with the, the people there now it's turned into a situation where they've he's been working with them so long he's actually teaching the people how to fish for themselves and and make something you know that they can sustain their themselves all year long with through the fishing world which is pretty unique steve-o um because i know you've been to everywhere from you know russia and the rivers there and then guiana where you've been fishing and uh, you know all over in africa and all over in south america um for all these different species and god knows how many people you've taken and introduced to that but you know to be able to now you're working with how many countries are you working with and 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 actually teaching these people how to utilize their own fishery Right now, just three, you know, but that's all that I could handle at one time because there's just so much, so much work and, you know, I can't be in three places at a time, but we're doing our very best. Along with, you know, the sustainable fishery uh, that we created in Guyana, you know, I asked the people, what do they want? What do they, what do, what do they need in their village? And they said, we want a church, you know, but takes them an hour to walk to church right now. And a lot of people are getting old. And yeah. so they wanted a church. So we're building them a church. So oh, we were able to get the funds and we have the funds. We bought all the materials and they're going to build themselves a church for a hundred people. So that works out well. And along with identifying with some of the problems that we have here, um, you know, stuff like alcoholism and domestic violence, stuff like that, um, we're going to build like a little center that people can use and meet up and, and hopefully help in, you know, whatever situation they're in. So we're working on those couple things for that village, and it's the eighth year that we've been there. So, um, we're, hopefully, we're, you know, things will go, continue to go well. Where in Guyana is this, Steve? This is um, out of Apatiri Village on the Essequibo River. 
you have to fly into the village, get, you know, charter flight, and it's about an hour and 45 minutes from Georgetown, and then about three hours from the village. So it's pretty remote. It is the premier place to catch the largest swim bait fish in the world, and that (laughs) is the Arapaima. We catch them on depth in the 50s and all your all your popular swim baits and they we get to test them all to see how strongly they're put together <laughs> so what do you use for those fish i mean your tackle wise we were just talking about spectra um beforehand and but what do you use to fish these fish and how big do they get uh 500, 500 pounds 500 pounds so what are you um, using for a swim bait and what do you use for rod and reel on this stuff um uh, we use uh a Shimano Travella jigging rod. It's got enough lifting action. And and then we use a baitcaster, like a 400. And after we hook them up, we usually lock them, lock it down, and let them tow the boat around a little bit, let them get tired. Because unlike other fish, this fish has a lung, a, a, one lung similar to ours. And if he gets too tired and he can't, get enough energy to come up and gulp air, that fish will drown. So we have to be very careful and not to work them out too hard and uh, make sure that we release them in good health. Wow. How deep yeah. water are you fishing? Um, I would say no more than 20 feet on the hoe. We fish these guys in lagoons. Huh. So, and, you know, what's unusual about it is, you know, water levels make a big difference in the Amazon basin, especially in Brazil. And here in Guyana, it really doesn't make that much of a difference. You know, the bite will be off a little bit, but not like Brazil. So I would say that water levels really don't disturb the fishery there, which is unusual. So how do you fish with these fish? What kind of a swim bait? You know, how big a bait are you, and what kind of a bait are you throwing on them? That with the and what with if you just got a like a four hundred Shimano is not a very big reel. Uh, a lot of guys use that for calico bass fishing or for you know lobbing the lumber for our our bass here in the local lakes but that's not a very big reel considering and the rod to go with that you hang 500 pounds of fish you're going to be in for a little bit of work yeah yeah it is a little bit of work you know because it's hard to find that right matchup and and long rods aren't airline friendly so that that's what makes it hard. And you have to have a reel that's small enough that'll cast these lures. And you can probably get away with a 500, but you can certainly get away with a 400. And we fish 80-pound braid with about an 80-pound fluorocarbon leader. And then um, either something similar to depths 175 or depths 250 or these new depths crankbaits, these square bill crankbaits. Um, a lot of these older crankbaits, you know, they come and go, but a good one was from Megabass. Uh, 
the grenade. So stuff like that works really well. But honestly, we've caught him on everything. We've caught him on blades. This last trip in December, the guys from Depths came out, and they have this heavy, heavy, heavy heavy-duty spinner bait that probably has something like a 6 six or an 8X hook on there. But anyway, that was effective, and they caught a, a good amount of arapaimas on the spinnerbait. And then somebody caught one on a rattle trap, a bigger rattle trap, and then the rest were caught on swim baits. Hey, Steve. Wow. Steve, we got to take a break right now. Can I ask you to stay on with us for a little bit longer here? Sure. Yeah, hey, we're speaking with Steve Yatami from Adventure Traveling Alliance. He is uh, talking about going to some of the most remotest parts of the world, not only teaching people how to survive and make a living off of fishing, doing other things besides harvesting the resource for their own personal needs or for sale. So we're going to find out about Steve's story and how he got involved with this, but we got to take a commercial break right now. Steve Yatami will be back with us after these messages. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. Since being established in 2015, CCA has achieved great success for the entire sport fishing industry in the fight for our right to fish here in California. 2021 brought us plenty of success, but every year brings new battles, and we need your help. One of the best ways to help support CCA Cal is to join us and become a member, because strength is certainly in our numbers. Become a member today by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year, and that is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality self-plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than 2.5 million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. 
1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program. It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart, the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit SanDiegoBloodBank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Well, Stan Vandenberg, Wendy Toshihara, and myself, we want to welcome you back to the second hour of Rod and Reel Radio. Special guest this hour is Steve Yatami from the uh, Adventure Traveling Alliance. <clears throat> in the uh, first segment, Steve was talking about some of the remote places in the world he's gone, uh, some of the fish he's been catching. We've got a lot of questions about that. But, Steve, I want to start off kind of like from the beginning I mean, you're going to some of the most remote places in the world. Some of the places are difficult to get a hold of, places most of us haven't even heard about. How did you get started in this? I mean, you're, as Stan mentioned, you're doing the type of stuff that, you know, we only heard of missionaries doing in some of the places you're going. How'd you get your start, sir? Um... Back in the 90s, we lost the, the permits to fish the Ravela Hejedos. And it was my second dream to go to the Amazon. So, you know, being an aquarist and did it commercially and everything, I wanted to see how the environment was. And after coming to the Venezuelan Amazon, geez, I never made a long-range trip after that. It's been a trip to the Amazon just about every year after that. So it, it was pretty mind-blowing. And, you know, being the Amazon, the Venezuelan Amazon, I'm really looking forward to returning there someday. But that is a very special place to catch big peacocks. Well, you know, you you go to some places that are extremely remote. How do you go about setting up to get there? 
do you have to contact government officials in the areas where you're traveling to get permission to go there? Do you have to lay out a plan on what you want to do? Uh, how, how does this sometime work? Because uh, the average Joe, like you and I, uh, like Stan, Wendy, and I saying, you know, Guyana sounds like a good place to go in March. Uh, let's see how we can get there and what we can do. There's, there's got to be a little bit more to it than that. Um, you know, it takes a lot of, a lot of uh, footwork. To find a new place. But once the new place is found, you can easily find it on the Internet. You know, typing in Arapaimas or or Guyana, you'll, you'll get a lot of information that way. Um, now, to for an adventurer that wants to go to a new place that somebody hasn't been to or hasn't frequently visited, you know, the same thing. They would concentrate on the area and what species they want to catch. And, uh, you know, look in that area. Um, like offshore species right now, I would say in that area, Papua New Guinea, you know, that's South Pacific, all the way from Tahiti to Papua New Guinea. You'll get these Napoleon rats, this beautiful species that we don't catch on our coast here. And so, they put up a good fight. And, and more and worthy is the dog tuna. So you know, people on our coast would like catching that for sure. Well, Steve, you were talking about, you know, this fish that you catch in, in uh, New Guinea there that the the they have a lung rather than do they come up and actually gulp air and then come back down and gulp air and come back down like seals do or how does that fish operate okay it's a lung fish and it comes out of guyana it's the largest scaled fish in the world and it's got one long lung and it does come up and gulp air when you see it and you're sitting in the lagoon trying to figure out what direction he's going it's like watching tarpon you know, huh. he just came up and gulped there. Which way is he going? So it's very similar to that. And then throwing a certain, your swim bait in front of that fish after he's gulped there, you know, and you know yeah. where it's Three way feet going. in front and about five feet past is about huh. the, the good zone. And normally, they, you, you know, they when they count them, they can count how many minutes they're up if they stay up stay down for let's say 30 minutes it's normally you know fish that's 300 pounds and bigger man so you know you've also been able to take people out for that nile perch and fish in victoria i think um and that thing's no small piece of work either i mean and that's a that's a, a large fish in large body water yeah, the, those fish were hard to find, and they're even harder now because, you know, during COVID, there's been an awful lot of netting. So, you know, it's going to take somebody from one of our inside team just to go check it out. You know, but right now, it seems like Murchison Falls and, and Uganda is the place to, to catch your Nile perch. So how big are those fish? And that's not that's not a lungfish. That one stays underwater. 
You got to locate yeah, the area. It's in the it's in the perch family, and they fight just like largemouth. We hooked one two twenty five, and he fought just like a largemouth. Come out and jump and everything. He'd get <laughs> uh, a little more than fifty percent out of the water. Um, oh, wow. It was just beautiful. I mean, he pulled sixty pound like it was ten pound. Well, yeah. Well, you got two hundred fifty. How big do they get? Um, they the biggest that we know of in in uh, Lake Oswan, close to three hundred pounds. So you got a three hundred pound, basically largemouth bass, because that's kind of what they look like. Actually, they're yeah. not. They're they're not so much looking like a perch. They look more like a bass. And you got 300 pounds of bass that coming almost all the way out of the water and, and doing a flip or a layover on you. And you've got 60, 60 pound braid or 65 pound braid and a swim bait or whatever stuck in his face. I mean, that's another one you, you're, it's got to be pulling the boat around. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then the other thing, Stan, is that there is a bait-looking fish in there looks just like a sardine, and they like to eat them. So, you know, in fishing the channel and stuff like that, fishing bait is pretty ideal because it's just about guaranteed. So are you are you able to, to fish a lure on that fish, or you just, you know, basically get a bait and throw it out there in front of that fish, or... or... And and I don't know how deep that fish is you're fishing for there. And if you're on the the lakes, I mean, you've got a lot of shallow, long flats, and you've got some deep water too. Where did that? Where does that fish go? And what time of year do you fish it? Okay, this fish was caught on the wall. There's a wall really? there, and it's just one of those walls with a with caves in it. And you know, we're talking to an old time. Now, perch fisherman, he says, well, you know what? They're just like lions. They come out of their caves and ambush their prey, and then they go back in again. I says, okay. <laughs> but wow, really? that's how he described it. Uh, you know, they're in flats. They're in the corners. Um, they like the riverbed. They like beaches. Um, you can just about catch them where you catch largemouth bass. No kidding. Are they rock related, or you know, are they run the weed lines? I don't know what 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 there are in the. I guess they Victoria. are rock related, and they do run weed lines. <laughs> You'll like them. I mean, they're great. They're a great fun fish to catch. I mean, when you think about it, nothing but well, a big yeah. old bass. Well, you know, especially when you 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 stick them on on, on a, a four hundred let's say Shimano and 65 pound braid and you haven't got that much of a drag system on there. You can do what you want to lock it down, but then you'd better be following that thing because you're not going to be able to move 300 pounds of fish with a, with a swim bait stick. Basically <laughs> you're, right. you're just for dear life. That would be an adventure in itself. Yeah. Fish that we caught 225 was on a super fed rack. Tony the Tiger. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Sad rap. That's a that's yeah. a crankbait for those people that that's don't know what. One. Oh, that's the biggest big, one. That's big the biggest one. That's the beta choice in that day. Wow. That must have been something else. I mean, hey. that, that, 
are you trolling those uh, uh, deep for these uh, fish, uh, Steve, or uh, will they come up on the surface and eat them? Uh, because, you know, a, a big uh, shad wrap is hard to cast and retrieve uh, just by itself. No, we were casting the wall. We were fishing the wall, and I remember we were fishing it in the angle, and then Lucky Lenny hooked up, and I said, oh, my God, he's coming up. I got my camera out, and I was able to get all the jumps, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, you could put a five-gallon bucket down his throat. You know, That's how so big it was. you have film of that? Where would you find the film? Is, is that something you could go to and somebody could watch? Well, I, I have stills of it, but I, I don't have video of it, but I have stills of it with its mouth open and out of the water. Wow. That had to be You dumb. know what? I'll dig it out. Stop by one of these shows, and then I'll, I'll dig it out. That deal, that'll be easy to do. <laughs> you know, Steve, you were saying that, uh, especially like with the Nile Perch, they're being netted, and you're having a a hard time finding these fish to catch. And isn't one of the things that you're doing is you're trying to get away from the indigenous people in those areas, harvesting fish like that and going more to what you're doing, to setting up guide service and, and making them realize that, Hey, we can come in here and we can fish for these things and release them. And you can make, as much money, if not more, by guiding people and and running lodges and, and stuff like that than harvesting these fish. That's correct. See, our, our Lake Nasser, Lake Aswan operation moved to the Red Sea. The Red Sea, we're basically, you know, all catch and release, 90%. And then, uh, you know, People just want it that way. They want to release that fish back. And the Red Sea is a is a medium fishery. It doesn't have the biggest nor the smallest, but it's a good fishery, good solid fishery. Now, so, what are you, are you catching on the Red Sea? Uh, is that the same fish, or are there are multiple fish you're catching there? No, bluefin, tuna, trevally, a bit of everything. Really? The GTs you catch there, too? Yes. yes. How big are the giant Trevally, then? Yep. How big are That's the Trevally? That's project I'm working right now. You know, I'm going to be spending a month and a half in Indonesia sniffing around, as I <laughs> call it. And I'll be out for about a month looking at some new places with GT fishing. GTs well, in a- uh, the New Guinea black bass same same trip same camp well you know for that that black bass and and that's that's the one you're fishing for what do you call that fish that's the biggest scaled fish in the world that's correct no that's a arapaima that's the okay. largest that's from guyana okay yeah. so we go back then now we're back to new guinea and you've got the black bass now that one looks like a black sea bass Kind of that one is, is actually a Lugenus. It's in the snapper family. Same family as a dog tooth or a Kubera snapper that got lost in fresh water. Wow, really? So th- and, it's just and pound for pound, they're the strongest fish in so what, fresh you know, water. What, 
What do you fish those fish? I mean, I know that you've had a lot of trips there that we've talked about where guys go in there and that's a, a topwater bait fishing, kind of like the, the peacock bass or swim baits also? Well, no, you know, it wasn't noted for that for the longest time, but I went to a place that we had topwater fishing because the water was shallow, and then I'm going to a place that has topwater fishing that eats the prop bait. So this will be the second place that I've been to that has topwater fishing. But they have a, a good amount of fish in that 30-pound class, so I'm going to go visit it. 30-pound fish on a topwater bait with a probably a six-and-a-half, seven-foot rod. You, I don't imagine you're using longer rods on those things and then trying to trying to put the prop bait in front of them or over the top of them and pull them in. Are you fishing out of a boat with most of that stuff too? Yeah, you know, this is the tricky thing, Stan. You know, you have to have your balance. Just, yep. I always tell people, put one foot in back of you when you're fishing these fish. Because if they're side to side and you're off balance and you're fishing a lockdown drag, you're going to go in the water on your knees, one of the two. These fish have the ability to pull you down and pull you in the water. So you have to kind of be ready. You know how fishing is. You know, okay. you think, oh, man, I'm tired. I've made a 1,000 casts, and then they get nothing. And then the next cast could be the one. You just yep. don't know, and you just... I just keep, I emphasize to people, I just said, put one foot in back of you when you're fishing. I've and seen it ready. too many times. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, if you look at the bluefin fishery we've got, we've, we've been preaching on air here, you know, make sure you got the right gear and don't think just because you're going to go, you've, you want to, you want to catch one that you know how to catch it's there's a whole lot more that goes into catching big fish and it's every style of big fish fishing whether it's your black bass in new guinea or the big bluefin here yeah. or that that what do you call that other the fishing in the largest scale fish arapaima yeah wow and what did they you know and that's what we do you know we take you we, we kind of like cut the steps instead of leaving you on your own you know we we want to help you out as much as possible so you can knock out that fish off your bucket list. So, you know, we spend a lot of time out there teaching people how to catch that fish. You know, Steve, how do you, how do you, uh, uh, how do you finance yourself to go to these places? Do you have a group of, of anglers that you go, you know, <clears throat> I'm looking at going to Guiana and they, we can catch these fish there. Uh, it's a place that you've never been. Uh, do you get a group together, and then do you make all the travel arrangements? Are they are you subsidized by a government entity? How, how do these things come together? Okay, not subsidized by any government a agency, but I am subsidized by fishermen. Uh, you know, I, I tell them, you know, I got these couple hot spots, and, you know, be a good idea. You know, if you come and see it, to think it's worth your while. And, you know, I got a couple of those brewing. I got three of those brewing in Indonesia and one in the middle of Brazil. And, you know, they're going to be really good, exceptionally good. You know, they're on Indian reservations. It doesn't 
doesn't have public access and and you know there's regulations of how many people can fish there a week and it's just beautiful it's set up almost like the Guyana thing so we're going to go in there and make it even better better than the Guyana thing and and make a difference there too so when you're that's setting what we're up, working on when you're setting up a new location to go fish with uh, and do you go up ahead of time and try and find guides and and fishermen and people and lodging and everything like that and then does your group join you and you take them back in there and then you offer them the experience uh, uh, how does that work Steve okay like for this year what I decided to do is to take them to a it's an eight-day fishing trip, and I decided four days to a, a well-known location where there's big fish, and then four days in a, a place that hasn't been fished. So, you know, it could be really good or it could be really bad, either way. And, you know, I just just be honest with them. And, you know, that's the best thing if you're honest. <laughs> And you can tell them, you know, what our options are. Fishing's bad here. Do we have another river to go to? You know, and I'm a type of guy that has Plan C already lined up. So our trips normally go pretty well 99% of the time. So you know, everybody the catches fish. Even, you know, Fishermen are fishermen. I've been, I've gone this year with two seasoned fishermen. And on these peacock trips, we have like six full days of fishing. And on the fourth day, I normally make my rounds and say, oh, how you guys doing? You catch a big one? And, you know, listen to, you know, what they have to say. No, you know, it's been the worst trip I've ever been on. You know, I have to hear stuff like that. Or it's been the best trip. It's just amazing place, you know. So I get get all the feedback. So usually on the fourth day, I'll go out fishing with somebody and, and try and and make a difference. And and luckily to say, I'm two and old this year. So we got the, the nice fish, the over twenty pound fish for these guys, and they went from the worst trip to the best trip. So, you know, and that, for me, that's it's pretty exciting. They finally well, you know, get their, their trophy fish, and they'll get their mounts and all that kind of stuff. Well, the other thing, too, you got if you got guys that know they're, they're fishermen, and we've been fishing, and it hasn't been really that good, hey, we want to go to a place we've never been to before, every one of us would say, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go try something new and see because that's the adventure of the sport anyhow you know you're gonna you're you're going you can't catch one unless you go and let, right. so you all right let's go then see if we can catch them okay we haven't got a lot of them we got a few it hasn't been great you know we only got in in four days we only caught 100 fish so we're not really happy but you know, let's go someplace new and see if we can get something where nobody's fished before. <laughs> okay, let's go. You know, that's yeah. that's the part of the fishing thing, especially in the arena that you get to go to, because it's not just one fish. You don't catch more than one style of fish a lot of the time when you're on in these areas. There's more than one fish in in the 
you know, Peacock's back bass arena. You've got a piranha. You've got all these, what the, the arowana. I mean, there's all kinds of different fish that you can stick in this this neighborhood. But it's all got to be okay. That was pretty fun, no matter what. If, and you're not catching big ones. Okay, we didn't get big one here. Let's go find a, a big one. Let's go where nobody else has gone before and try that. That would be a fun trip. Yeah. See, and I, I guess you know, for me, that's the fun part of my trip because I get to get go there first and check it out and see how good it is and you know um, what the capabilities of this location is and just the logistics logistics is really important but you know the world's getting smaller now you know when i first started fishing in the amazon there might have been maybe 10 houseboats but now there's 25 fishing in out of barcelo so it's getting kind of crowded down there so So, Every time you go, when you go to these new spots, you get your guides that take the people out there. And when you go to the new locations that nobody's fished for, these guys, do, do they go in ahead of time and kind of search around and then come back so they know how to get in and out because there's no map? Yeah, you know, these are some of the best guides in the world that I've worked with. I mean, let alone all these meandering lagoons and oxbows and how they find their way out. It's just, it's just amazing. And and they're good, you know, because once you learn how to read the water and the guides help you that's been fishing there last week, you'll get, it on, get on it pretty quick. So, you know, that that's the fun part of it for me. And... Being able to go to a new new river, new water where it's less traveled, and you know, I found found some new water. It's not that new, but it's exclusive. We have two hundred and seventy miles of two hundred and seventy kilometers. Yeah, so it's a hundred and something miles, which is pretty neat because it's big water and you won't see anybody up there, and Every time I pass the lagoon that we didn't fish, it's I know there's big fish in there, you know. So it's these you, anybody listening on the show, do your diligent homework and find out where you're going out of and you know, what you're doing, you know, because this is an investment. Make sure you do your homework well, and uh, there's. Good places go to and better places to go to. So, you know, and this is all for the kind of the same money. Just you just gotta, you know, do your homework really. Steve So we gotta wait a minute, guys, we gotta take a commercial break. Steve, let me ask you to stay with us just a little bit longer. Can you and endure a few commercial messages and uh, come back with us afterwards? No problem. All right. Hey, you're listening to Steve Yatami, and as you can tell, he has fished some places that maybe you've wanted to fish or you never even knew existed, but, man, now you'd like to go there. So we're going to hear more from Steve, but first, this commercial break. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, this is Jim Trelikas. 
Whether you're an avid angler or custom rod builder like me, you need to team up with the leading innovator in rod building related products, Batson Enterprises. From rain shadow rod blanks, engineered by anglers for anglers, to quality rod components supplied by Alps and Forecast, Batson Enterprises will enhance the quality of your fishing and rod building experience. Batson Enterprises for many years has excelled in incorporating rod building technologies and techniques into every product sold. Owner Bill Batson has assembled one of the finest group of in-house professionals to assist you with your every rod building question or need. So take it from me, Jim Trelikas. When my customer's expectation is for me to build them the finest fishing rod their money can buy, I turn to Batson Enterprises for the best rod components my money can buy. Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that'll help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensandCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419, 
or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Our special guest this hour is Steve Yatami from Adventure Travel Alliance. Steve, thank you so much for giving up some of your Sunday to be with us. Oh, you're welcome. I enjoy talking with you and the audience. Well, you know, we, we enjoy hearing about your stories. Now, Steve, just to start off, some of the places that you go to, do you have do you run into a lot of logistical red tape from governments or agencies in order to get in there and do what you're doing or do you find that they're usually pretty open to what you have in mind to do there? Um they're usually pretty open-minded as long as you're going in the right channels. Um you know, just doing the right thing. I mean, Either you're going in there to do the right thing or not, one of the two. So, you know, most people that I know that that check out these places do the right thing, and and you can tell after a while because if they're not doing the right thing, they're not going to be there very long. So, are there? So, are there, yeah, go on, Stan. I was going to say, so you know, I know that you worked with Larry Dahlberg and took him to places. <laughs> that nobody uh, has seen. I, I, I think you ended up taking them to Russia, didn't you? For trout fishing or something in one of the rivers there? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, eastern Russia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that had to be, I mean, just, you've taken people, I mean, especially Dahlberg for his TV show, uh, in search of big fish, whatever that thing was, and, and but you took him to remote places for fish that you know everybody in the world would want to try to catch, and but that's got to be you know trying to set that stuff up and get it going. But even when you got there, the well, was it trout that he was fishing for on a specific river? I can't remember exactly what that show was. Atlantic salmon. Ah, yeah. it looked like a trout. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, Steve, you know that's a, one of the hardest places in logistics is Russia. You know, I've traveled a lot, and it bothers me when I have to see zip ties or duct tape in a helicopter holding <laughs> parts together. It just bothers me, so I I just don't go on well, with the trip. Were you fishing Russia or were you fishing Siberia? Because I know they have a, a salmonoid fish there. I call, I think it's called a, a Tazon or something, and, and it gets in the 100-pound range also. Yeah, it's a, it's a taman. Yeah. Taman. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, they, they're the biggest. Uh, they, it comes from the Sea of Okusk and the Toga River. 
That's probably the last place where you can catch hundred pounders. Wow. Are there Steve, are there places that you used to go and like to go to now that you can't go because of political climate or change in governments or anything like that? Venezuela. Ah. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah. that's a big one for me. I mean, I've been in and out of there, you know, over the last four or five years, crossing from Colombia to Venezuela and back, but never staying more than three or four days. But that's one I want to get back to. Yeah, isn't there also a little bit of a political upheaval in Brazil, too? Is is that something that might be jeopardizing uh, future trips there? No, not nothing more than what's happening here, really. It's just, you know, more the left and right, and that's what the battle is down there. You know, Stan, it sounds like uh, it, it's easier for Steve to go out and fish Guiana than it is for a lot of us to go and fish California, you know? It's well, kind of you know, getting it's, that way. It's, yeah, it's getting that way, especially when you haven't got water. Although, you know, I've got, I did get a report that, you know, like, with this rain last week, I said uh, one of the guys said, "Hey, Casitas came up four feet since Wednesday." Yeah. <laughs> so wow. that's wow. at least there's water moving around. Now, so no, you know, no. you never now, know. Steve, for your your trips, do you have fishermen that come to you and say, "Steve, we want to go somewhere exotic," or do you plan a trip to a location and then advertise? that you've got something going there. How, how do these things work out? Uh, we do both. Um, you know, I'm, I have a new website coming up, and it should be up before this new show season. And then um, I have, like, a hosted trip list. If they want to come with me, and I could show them everything from mechanics of casting to to working lures and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think I've got like 15 or 16 trips this year. So, yeah. If if a guy wants to go fishing with you, does he need to have his own gear or do you have the gear for him and the, and the baits Uh, already? Depending on where it's at, like in New Guinea, I can probably provide him with some gear. In Brazil, we provide gear and Guyana, we provide gear. There you go. So the guy doesn't have to have everything. He just has to, you know, say, I want to go and uh, get a hold of you, yeah. and, and you'll provide everything that he needs except for maybe the one area. You know, and Steve, when you you say, like, you have one area where you're opening up 250 miles of, of river that no one else has had access to and everything like that, what happens with accommodations? Are, are you hard camping there or... Are 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 we in a, a state in the world right now that no matter where you go, there's always somewhere to stay or some type of a lodge or accommodation? We're in a, a houseboat. With the houseboat travels with two boats, a support boat that trout that all the employees sleep on, and then the hotel boat which all the clients sleep on. And in the hotel boat, there's a salon, a a bar, outside seating, air conditioning in all the rooms, 
Um, your drinks are capped at 31 degrees. Um, your meals three times a day. And fishing, they this is one operation they fish you hard. They'll fish you good 12 hours. Wow. So, well, Steve, yeah. you're... You're destroying my misconception here. I thought we were going out and roughing it, and uh, uh, you sound like you're offering better than what I'm going home tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, I have all different levels. Like, you know, we have a, we stay on an Indian reservation where we're staying in a long house. So what we do is put these Eureka nine by nine by six foot tents inside and one bed in a in a tent, and we're doing that until we could build cabins. But it's on Indian land, and once we build it, it becomes their property. So we're trying to figure out financially what's the best way to go. And this place here has, I don't know, great numbers of peacocks, wolffish, and payaras. And uh, one of those places that's restricted and and only so many people can go there a year, so it's it's a uh, it's a great fishery. All right, and you mentioned show season, Steve. We've got uh, three really major shows coming up in the Southern California area here within the next uh, couple of months. Are you going to be at any of those shows so that people can come and visit you, or? Where will people be able to come visit and talk with you? Well, I'll be at those three major shows plus Sacramento and Utah. So I'll be at the Long Beach, San Diego, and Costa Mesa show. All right. And uh, will you, when people come there, <clears throat> will you have listed, as you say, trips? that uh, you already have scheduled that they can come along with you? Or can you help design a trip, especially to a place where maybe uh, a group hasn't been before and you can put it together for them? I sure can. Yeah. Uh, that, yep. Now, do you, do you do everything like uh, uh, airline uh, tickets and uh, uh, transfers or everything like that? Is it like turnkey or... What do you provide, and what do normally the fishermen provide? Well, what I I provide a turnkey because I I don't like surprises. You know, from the time you land, somebody will pick you up and be with you to the time they put you back on the plane. So that's that's what I offer in service. As far as air, I do do air, but in some cases I don't because, like when it when you're working with air miles. The person's name that's on the air miles has to do the ticket, so I can't do that. But normally, if it's just a basic Internet ticket, I can do those with no problem. Okay, well, obviously, there take, there's some logistics involved with this, because I know probably uh, Southwest has a very limited schedule to Guiana and stuff like that, so you probably have a lot of research that you have to do on, you know, not only getting people there but then how to get them around too because you know i'm sure that after they get to let's say Manau or one of the the uh the towns in guiana that you still have to fly or helicopter or do whatever it is to get to your starting point 
Exactly. So, you know, we take care of all that, and, you know, it's like anything else, like getting up and going to work every day, John. You get used to it. So in my world, it's a little different. It's a a 14-seat plane, um, you know, being having the Internet wherever I go, and making sure my, my priority is I grew up in a time where old time service made a difference and you know yeah. in this day and age it's it kind of lost kind of that shine to it so i don't know i, I want to make sure everybody has a good time and and so i'm pretty detailed minded when it gets down to it and i'm sure safety is a big factor too because as you say you don't want to be going with an organization that keeps their helicopters together with duct tape. You want to make sure <laughs> that everyone gets to their location and comes back safely. You know, I was, I, I always think, is it worth all the white hairs, you know, to send somebody in a <laughs> aircraft like that? Like, I'm sure nothing will happen. But God, it doesn't make me feel good. So, I don't know. I I choose to have peace of mind and not send anybody there. Good idea. And now when it, <laughs> when it comes to paying for these things, do people normally put a deposit with you and then they're paid up in full uh, before you ever leave in the trip? How does that work out? Yeah, they can put a deposit. They can get on a payment plan, you know, whatever is best for them. We're, we're pretty flexible. You know, Steve, do you feel like you're making a difference in the place that you're going and and changing uh, the attitude of, of the people from harvesting the resource themselves and, and selling it off to to accommodating visitors and taking them fishing and having them enjoy what the indigenous people have known all their lives? Uh, do you Do you feel like you're really making a difference there? I think I am making a difference. You know, not all of them are getting it, but there's only one thing that you, I always hit upon every time. And I say it in the beginning and I say it at the appropriate time, you know, now. But I ask, hey, when you were younger, was a fish bigger or was a fish smaller? And, you know, those old people always, them fish were always big. They were big, you know, they hold their hands out and everything. And, uh, you know, lately I've been getting the nods of these fish are getting big like they used to be. So, you know, these arapaimas are coming back. So, you know, I, I get that good feeling. And this company is 100% Amerindian owned. It's, I have no vested interest in in it. It's just the way I wanted it to be. Steve, before we let you go, why don't you let us know if people are interested in contacting you or finding out more information, how's the best way to go about doing it? Um, They can call me at 805-501-7403. Or email me at atafishing at gmail.com. Um, our website is going to be under construction, but it's 
AdventureTravelAlliance.com. But yeah, yeah, these three shows that are coming up, please feel free and stop by and let let me know that you're a listener of the show and and uh, we'll get to chatting on some of your bucket list trips. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, Steve, again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us tonight and sharing with us your adventures. We we wish you safe travels. Uh, now, during the course of the year, uh, how many months out of the year are you on the road? I will be on the road from middle of June this year till December. Yeah, but wow. I know... Th- in this day and age of communication, if someone still needs to get a hold of you, because I know we were communicating with you in the middle of nowhere, uh, you can still do that. Yeah, you know, I have this great plan. It's called T-Mobile Magenta, and it's 50 bucks a month, and I get to use my phone in so far every country I've been to. So, uh Paraguay, Argentina, Brazil, Guyana, Colombia, Panama, Indonesia, Singapore, and Japan. Steve, real quickly. My phone just worked, and I didn't have to say anything extra. Wendy's got something. Wendy? Hey, John, you know, I just want to say I know Steve. He's a great guy. Um, he's a member of IGFA and we've worked together a lot. He's been doing trade shows forever, ever since I've known him and the destinations that, that he has chosen are amazing remote destinations that nowhere ever gets to go. And he has been able to, as far as I know, been able to work with the people, um, that he is associated with to bring tourists and fishermen to the to the countries that he has um, been able to associate with, and it, it's amazing what he's been able to do. So, if anybody ever gets the chance to go on a trip with Steve, it's a once in a lifetime destination that no one has ever been able to go on. Um, if not for Steve's efforts, and he's worked so hard to be able to bring people to be to be able to fish these destinations. So, if you get the chance, um, please contact Steve because it, it's amazing what he's been able to do. Well, uh, at that, we're going to have to leave you now, Steve. Thank you very much for being with us. We're going overtime, so. Everyone, on behalf of uh, uh, Israel and AM540 Studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune, we want to wish you a good night. Tune in next Sunday night, 5.05 p.m. on AM540 for another live edition of Rod and Real Radio. So until then, good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't working anymore. Could be. There's your hole out in the sun. Where you left a row half done. You claim that hoeing uh, ain't no fun. But I can prove it. You ain't got no ambition. Gone fishing. 